0: This week, the Good Brothers do a marathon pod, talk about March Madness, talk about Fastlane, and talk about all the angles going on. Enjoy. Through the fast lane to WrestleMania, and here we are again. The Good Brothers, Pete Chin, and my co-host One Two Three Fridge. Welcome to the show. Hello. Um,
1: What do you mean we've gone through the fast lane?
0: I don't know. I don't know. This is the pay per view name. Fast. They say the fast lane to WrestleMania is their last pay per view before WrestleMania.
1: There's no there's no roadblocks this year, right?
0: The roadblock was last year. I'm excited for 2019. Well, I guess 2018 it'll start, but we won't have all those you know brand specific pay-per-views
1: and you're excited for that
0: yeah i mean it'll be good not to have a pay-per-view to cover every other week
1: it's good during football season because you can actually watch sunday night football
0: i feel like we can have a more casual good brothers that we don't have to be pressured like every week that we have to put something out
1: well considering the fact that i have to start studying for a very challenging test in about a month two months uh it's like a you know life if i pass a thing that's moderately life altering for my career uh the volume of shows may uh you know produce at some point in the near future as well
0: are you saying the number of downloads we might get on this podcast tonight is not life altering
1: uh, well that's a good point yeah the the, uh, the march madness show <laughs> is usually one of our high points of the year
0: so this i think i got we got like 60 or 70 downloads last year on this one
1: I mean, don't put numbers out there.
0: <laughs> six hundred or seven hundred downloads last year from this episode. Six hundred or
1: seven hundred thousand downloads.
0: Yeah. So, if you're a sponsor listening to this episode right now, six hundred to seven hundred thousand downloads are likely for tonight's episode.
1: And we can show you iTunes stats or Pod, pod B's and I believe, stats. Um, and just note that the the uh, the scale on the graph. When it says, you know, six to seven downloads per week, that's in hundreds of thousands.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we, we can show you proof that we've had one plus sponsors for this show.
1: Absolutely. We've had at least one.
0: (laughs) Possibly more than one.
1: Precisely. (laughs) Who cares about specifics, right?
0: Yeah, Definitely. I mean this is. We have,
1: had, we have had a sponsor in the past.
0: We f- we fudged the numbers a little bit, but we have had a sponsor. I can say it with complete honesty. You
1: know, so it's it's napkin math. <laughs> that's what I like to call
0: it. Yeah, so uh, let's let's get into the uh, the the bracket names, I guess.
1: Brother, yeah, let's get into the brackets.
0: How are I'm you sure doing so far brother. in your brackets? I think I I've missed like a couple, but nothing that's gonna like kill my bracket yet.
1: I think I have 8 out of 9. Did Texas Tech win?
0: Uh, The game's currently playing right now. Uh, For those wrestling fans, they're playing SF Austin.
1: Stone Cold.
0: Yeah, it's too bad they weren't playing tomorrow on three sixteen. That would be fun. Oh,
1: there would be some nice synergy there. Uh, Texas
0: Tech is up by 6 with a minute left, so they're likely going to hold on here. Okay.
1: Well, that still doesn't feel great considering I put that team in the Elite 8, but, you know... It's a ten dollar bracket. I'm not going to lose much sleep over it.
0: Uh, Stone Cold has zero field goals in the last four and a half minutes. That's not a way to close the game. You got to hit some stunners there.
1: Not what we're looking for. That's a that's a weak finish.
0: Yeah, it's a weak finish for sure. So we'll get into the top ten, uh, and then we'll finish with the one um, as so, per. These are,
1: these are you should do a little background. So your Yahoo Group um, Peter put Pete puts out a challenge every year uh of the bracket challenge and and he says whoever can come up with the best bracket name you know so yahoo gives you some bullshit generic you know brian's crazy bracket default type situation yes but pete makes pete likes to make it interesting as he does in many ways of life. <laughs> many things everything's gotta have an angle right
0: always have an angle you mean you gotta find some an angle to get the viewers the listeners on here
1: Basically, you need to gamble on something. So now you're just gambling on your entry fee. If you can come up with something creative, as far as your bracket
0: Yeah, the um, 2017 winner was the Levar Ball Humility Bracket, which I thought was quite humorous.
1: Yeah, that was good. I remembered that this morning. That last year, it was just so obnoxious. Like he was at his peak obnoxious last year at this
0: time. Yeah, I think I think he's kind of gone past where we kind of pay attention to him at this point, but. You know, a year ago was his peak, I agree.
1: He's out in Eastern Europe now with Lamello and Leangelo, right?
0: What, uh, what country are they playing in? Is that Latvia or am I just guessing?
1: Serbia, Herzegovina, Croatia. Um, it's definitely somewhere that used to fly under a Soviet flag.
0: I, do you think if it was Bulgaria we would get some connection with Rusev Day?
1: I, would, I mean, we have history of Lavar Ball on WWE TV. We do. And his sons behaved so well.
0: His son um, said some inappropriate uh, words, which we won't repeat on here. Well, just one of them. Uh, that was uh, LiAngelo, I think.
1: Yeah, good
0: guy. Um, Lonzo seems relatively well-behaved out of the crew.
1: It, I gotta say something. I watched a little bit of that Lakers game last night, and I know that he's very miscast playing next to Isaiah Thomas.
0: <laughs> I forgot Isaiah <laughs> Thomas on <from> the Lakers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just something like off about those two playing next to each other, but... He's a good basketball player.
0: Yeah, I think he should do well. I mean, I don't know what that team should do. If they can get LeBron, obviously that changes a ton for their sure. future.
1: Yeah. They're, like, entertaining to watch because Julius Randle is, like, a throwback. It reminds me of LJ, Grandmama.
0: Four-point play. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that, oh, we have the Knicks We don't have many positive memories. That's one of the few ones.
1: You have the great movie, Eddie.
0: We do. <laughs> Love Whoopi Goldberg or Jeff Hornacek? You think coaching in the Knicks right now?
1: <laughs> can't can't really tell on most nights.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what dead air is? <laughs> it's it's a perfect metaphor for the Knicks.
0: All right. Well, let's get in, let's get into the names. So we'll start with ten and work our way down to one, and one will win the free entry into the tournament. So um, I don't remember who set who whose names is attached to all these. So I'll just go through them. And if, if you hear a name, you can feel proud that you made the top 10. So, um, number 10 was popularity contest, which I thought was funny because essentially this whole thing is just, what does Pete like? How can I make him laugh? I'll get $10.
1: Yeah. How to pop the boys.
0: Yeah. So just, just a, a nice, you know, somewhat meta name there at 10. Um, number nine, I think this might be uh gutty Jimbo. <laughs> you can't handle this. Um which is a Yukon reference and also Rich Swann's theme music. So this is one of two wrestling tie-ins on this uh on this one here.
1: That's fun. I mean Rich Swan has a little bit of a checkered uh, history, does he not?
0: He is not with the company anymore due to a domestic incident.
1: That's right. So and he's actually been pulled off of every indie show. He was signed to a couple to do a couple of indie shots over WrestleMania weekend, and curiously Uh, after work got out about that, um, those promotions pulled him.
0: (laughs) I feel like that was like a long time ago, though, when that came out.
1: It was, yeah. And he didn't get released until, you know, whatever, 60-ish days ago, so probably in January. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth about Rich Swan about whether his wife was going to press charges, not press charges, and she decided not to press charges, but there's some thought that maybe he intimidated her into not pressing charges. Oh, Rich. Not great.
0: Not Didn't great. there, like, wasn't there a Rich Swan enzo Amore match at some point?
1: Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. 205 Live has sucked a nice dick for, for quite some time before the current Drake Maverick uh, <laughs> administration.
0: Yeah, has not been great. So, uh, let's continue to eight. Gaspacho Linardi. I enjoy a good gazpacho, so I appreciated the Gazpacho Linardi reference. I'm not a
1: fan of cold soup.
0: Uh, I think it's pretty good. Um, Number seven. uh, You may remember this, Marcho Madness. Ooh yeah.
1: Who would have entered that brilliance?
0: That would be you.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: The top. The top wrestling one on here. I didn't put myself on here for Happy Rusev Day.
1: I feel like I get jobbed out a little bit here.
0: Um, At seven, you're not happy with it?
1: I feel like a little bit. I've got a little bit of gender uh, Mahal reaction to your top ten list. To All me. right.
0: Well, that's fine. Um, number six, the Patino NCAA Ethics Seminar. It's pretty good. That is a pretty good one. Um, I Rick-
1: love Rick Patino references, especially ones about him not lasting long sexually. <laughs>
0: Oh, all right, number five. Did you, know,
1: did you know, Pete, that Rick Pitino had sex in the back room of an Italian restaurant? And his he, rumor and innuendo would have you believe he lasted no longer than 35 seconds.
0: Is that what that uh, Billy Joel song's about, the scenes from an Italian restaurant?
1: I believe that song was written 30 years before <laughs> Rick Pitino defouled someone outside <laughs> of the bonds of his marriage. Oh. Um, but, you know, whatever.
0: All right. Um, number five, a little inside reference. Dave Watkins is really Stefano. So this is a, a former colleague, and it's a Days of Our Lives reference.
1: Soap opera? Yes. <laughs> you guys watching that at
0: the office? Um, I don't. My mom's a big uh, Days fan, and I have a few friends who are Days fans. So I thought it, it's it's funny. Um, it's, it's not like a winner funny, but I feel like it's a good one to put on here. All
1: right. I got no context on it.
0: So All right. We can, um, we can move on. Number four, it wasn't my bracket. So there were probably like four or five shaggy um names on here um they were it wasn't ollie shaggy 2020 it wasn't my bracket i I thought was the best of the few um so that was my number four it's also got a little tinge of wrestling to it
1: if you think about Snitsky, it's not my fault
0: (laughs) people went hard on um kevin ollie and shaggy so that leads to number three ollie ollie oxen fired
1: that's pretty good.
0: That one was really there was the it wasn't Ali was a good one I think there may have been one or two more for Ali, um, a lot of disappointment from UConn fans in this bracket.
1: They didn't even make what's the tournament below the NIT?
0: There is one I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's the CBI, the College Basketball Invitational, I think it's called. I know. They didn't even get an invite to that. Yikes! Yeesh.
0: Um, Texas Tech won by ten. That's good good to hear. All right. Um, Number two, uh, our good friend from the group chat, Chris Tuba with Cousin CJ.
1: (laughs) Cousin CJ. So,
0: (laughs) this is maybe my favorite SNL skit from the last, like, five to ten years. Um, Larry David played a character, Cousin CJ, who just drinks all the time and is is just a bad egg. It's like a Family Matters type setting, and then he ends up stabbing uh, one of his friends My God, it's it's excellent.
1: (laughs) So, I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not trying to put throw shade on your rankings here, but he literally he didn't even like innuendo it into into a NCAA reference or anything. He just literally wrote cousin CJ. I almost
0: put that as my own name previously.
1: (laughs) So, I mean, I, I. I have other issues notwithstanding that we will not discuss for various reasons with this with this list, but this one just really seems mailed in to me.
0: I feel like it was this this goes back to the popular contest where if you, you're purposely going for something I find hilarious. I also really enjoyed the Sterling K. Brown um Shrek sketch from this week.
1: Do you know how bad SNL has been the last two years? It's unwatchable.
0: I, I don't I disagree unwatchable.
1: I mean, they have, like, not to get political, but they have Trump derangement syndrome on that show. He has messed them up so bad that they they can't even put a coherent TV show together anymore.
0: I think, did you not see the Shrek sketch?
1: I guess I I must have missed it. You know what I was doing on Saturday night? I was watching CMLL on Twitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. True
1: story. I watch a Spanish-language broadcast of wrestling. This this episode, the one I watched was from 2003. It wasn't even an HD. Oh, my gosh. Man. Was, all I'm saying is La Parca was in his prime in 2003.
0: Well, it's certainly not 2018.
1: The chairman of the board, 15
0: years ago. Jeez. All right, well, that leaves us number one. I don't know if I'm going to get some heat for this, but I'm giving it to my grandma. Because this is the best... This is the most I've laughed out of all the names that were submitted. So, um, several years back, my grandma attended a reunion for high school. So this is probably like, I, I, I won't, I won't put a, a, a year on it or how many years it's been, but a very long time from your high school years. Um, so one of her former, uh, peers, a student, um, complimented her on her jugs. <laughs> so she did not know what this Hi. was. So Many a family Desimone dinners. We had to explain what this was. So she, so, so her name. So
1: her bracket name is Chugs in all capital letters. I got to tell you, I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, like
0: uh, I feel like we're we're maybe the word we're is we're a silly family. I would say. I, I think that what we're looking for is that we're disrespecting a woman from the greatest generation <laughs> is, that, is that fair I, I, I went It it's her name she put the bracket man I know but but it's not right talking right about your family members judge <laughs>
1: I'm also going to call – this is blatant nepotism that you're picking a family member.
0: If anyone has a problem that I gave one of the best people in the world, my grandmother, a free entry, you can take it up with me.
1: We – I mean, I made this point to you off the air, but we, via Social Security, are, would have technically been paying for this woman's entry anyway. So I feel like giving her a free entry, you know, it's just – uh Blatant nepotism. Well,
0: second choice was Chris Tuba. We certainly don't want to give Chris Tuba an end. We don't
1: want to give Chris Tuba anything for free, especially for a lame-ass, mailed-in bracket name like that.
0: Yeah, my Frontier uh, internet went down the other night. That was unpleasant.
1: Oh, what a shocker. Seems like you've had a lot of problems with them lately. Maybe you should air some grievances.
0: No, that's okay. I won't won't bury Frontier on here.
1: You know what we should do at some point? We should have a Festivus episode.
0: Were we were just air grievances the whole time?
1: Air grievances the whole time.
0: <laughs> I'm fine with that. It's December. We should have done that at the end of the year, I guess.
1: Yeah, no. Put that one in your calendar for next December.
0: Alright. Um alright. So let's let's move on to wrestling actually. It's been sixteen minutes in here.
1: That's that's a long time. Yeah. We to pick up the pace. I'm gonna start yawning.
0: Alright, well, for those of you who are paying attention to the the brackets only, um you can uh turn this off and just subscribe and download every other episode we put out.
1: Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Are any of your family members going to listen to this?
0: Oh, uh, my mom may listen to it.
1: Because uh, I definitely used the phrase sucking dick earlier, yep. and I'm, I'm not – I don't know how cool I am with that.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to go back, you can give me a Nigel soundbite, and I'll uh, override it. All right. Ah, That's F. Good. San Diego State just lost.
1: Oh, fellatio. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, god. <laughs> <all> that <crap. laughs> That's worse.
0: All right, Fastlane, let's go. Pre-show, did you watch it? No. Um, I think I had it on. I wasn't really paying attention. Breezango and Ty Dillinger defeated Mojo Rawley, Chad Gable, and Shelton Benjamin.
1: We need a rating scale.
0: Um, <laughs> Ger- Sh- Shane McMahon gurgles. All right, that's fine. One to five?
1: One to five Shane McMahon gurgles.
0: <laughs> All right, um, Nakamura against Rusev. Nakamura goes over here. I thought it was a good opening match.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was pr- quite long. Um, I believe it was 20 minutes long. Um, Aiden English is trying to trying to heal off on the, the local crowd at the beginning. was just sort of blatant heel tactics. And then as soon as Rusev's music hits, the crowd just goes the complete opposite direction. Um, it's a little transparent. You can sort of see through it, see it all coming to my OA. thought the match was good. Um, Rusev's a hell of an athlete. Some of those super kicks that he hit... To uh, I think he hit two, maybe just one, to stop a uh, Kinshasa. Uh, that was impressive. Um, I thought Nakamura, I mean, not that I'm judging the body type of men too frequently, but Nakamura looks like he's gotten in a little bit better shape recently, and he looks like he's uh, probably just getting ready for a longer match at WrestleMania, which I, I think is a good thing to see. Promising.
0: Yeah, have you noticed? I feel like a lot of times the announcers are confused if he hit a Kinshasa or not.
1: Yeah, they don't really know. I, mean, I don't even really understand what the Kinshasa is. It's like a slow-motion knee, and then he kicks his foot out. I, I can't really figure it out. I
0: feel like sometimes you hit someone from behind, and they are like, they don't call it. And then, like, 30 seconds later, they're like, oh, with the Kinshasa. It's like, oh, figure it out. It's
1: a very liberal definition of what the Kinshasa actually is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I th- the crowd was pretty split. Um, I mean, it's good they didn't turn completely on Nakamura here, I guess.
1: I think that the crowd was hot pretty much all night. I thought it was surprising considering um, considering it was a SmackDown pay-per-view and there really wasn't – we had pretty low expectations going into it. Um, a, it, I saw some pictures from inside the arena. It was like a legit sellout for some reason.
0: This was in Columbus, I think?
1: This is in Columbus, Ohio. So, you know, good college town, whatever. But <clears throat> um, So it was like a full house. The crowd was hot for most of the matches. And um, I think that that helped the viewing experience because I didn't get it bored – quite as easily as i presumed i was going to
0: yeah i mean i thought overall the show was better i mean again i didn't go into with much expectations but i thought it was better than i thought it would be
1: yeah i agree um i would give and rusev uh three and a quarter uh shane mcmahon gurgling noises
0: (laughs) i'll give it three and a half shane mcmahon gurgling noises not
1: bad we're not too far off
0: yeah uh, U.S. title match, Orton defeats Bobby Roode, uh, Jinder Mahal comes out after the match to attack, uh, Bobby Roode lays them both out here, so Randy Orton, uh, is now a Grand Slam champion.
1: Again, this is a classic Randy Orton match, um, it was just slow-paced, plotting.
0: I feel like him and Roode are both that similar style.
1: They, they basically had the same career, except <laughs> <laughs> Roode did most of it with no one watching. Aww. Um good match though i mean you know i don't think these guys have the best chemistry they seem to have have better matches when they work off of at least for rude when he works off a more athletic guy he seems to have a better match and Mm -hmm. and for orton you know he is what he is at this point in his career
0: (laughs) yeah i mean I i think rude you know little miscast as a face i think they'll probably turn him at some point i agree Um, and again, it's just a little slow. If this match had been a little five minutes shorter, I think it would have been better. I'm giving it three gurgles.
1: Yeah, I I think I said two and a half. Yeah. It was fine. I mean, for a Sunday night with nothing else going on, I'd much rather watch this than fucking Silicon Valley or some shit like
0: that. Whoa, Silicon Valley's great. Okay. Jared, Jared, one of my favorite TV characters.
1: Seems like a hilarious show. He's Gabe from The
0: Office, if you're, uh... U.S. office. I know you're not a U.K. guy.
1: That T.J. Miller's a laugh a minute.
0: Um, he is not on the show anymore. Oh, good. <laughs> um, natalia and Carmella defeated Becky and Naomi. Um, uh, kind of a sloppy match here. Um, it looks like they may be building Carmella up a little bit going into Mania.
1: Um, I think I will be a hundred percent honest with you. I fast-forwarded this match. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just not going to – I'm not going to give it a grade because I respect you too much to, to lie to you.
0: It was not good. Um, I'll give it two gurgles.
1: That was a gurgle. That was me having a seltzer water.
0: Yeah, it was – I mean it's just kind of sloppy and, again, it, it felt like a, just a regular SmackDown match that was on any other week.
1: Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk more about the Carmella build when we get further into the program yeah. tonight.
0: Um, so, yeah, so not much – we'll get to that more. Uh, tag titles, Usos a New Day. Um, They had a pretty good match going, eight or nine minutes. They were kind of doing each other's spots, which was kind of cool to see. But then the Bludgeon Brothers come out, lay everybody out, um, some stretcher jobs here. They try and, like, just murder people with the hammers. Um, A little much for me. I think I would have liked to see a full match here. Maybe, you know, you have about 15 to 20 minutes and then they come out. You know, maybe you still have them before the match is over to give them an out, but... It was disappointing. This was the match I was looking forward to most, and it just got cut way short.
1: I I disagree with you a little bit. I actually really like the idea that, you know, the the promos leading up to this match between the Usos and Uday were heavily sort of relying on, we've done this dance a thousand times, like, we've been down this road before, like, we beat you, we were the longest reigning tag team champions, blah, blah, blah. And I actually really liked the fact that there was some... Like the storytelling was cool. Like these guys have faced each other so many times that they're going to use each other's moves to like outsmart each other. I thought that was really unique and the um I had no problem with the blood brothers coming out when they did. I think they've done a pretty good job building those guys up. Harper and Rowan are good workers. Uh, Harper much more so. And you know, the the violent attack I think just makes it obvious that the the WrestleMania match between the three tag teams will ultimately be some sort of a gimmick match. TLC yeah. Maybe t- maybe tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. Even ooh, but yeah. I, you know, I dug it. I, I was okay with this angle. I think I think as an angle, it works better. If you think of it as an overall angle, I, I'm at like a three and a half, probably.
0: I'm at a three for this overall. Um, again, I just think the hammers is stupid. It's just nonsense. You'd murder someone if you like connect in their head with this.
1: Well, Triple H carried a sledgehammer for a decade. And yeah. did he ever kill anyone?
0: But he would always at least have his, like, hand over it, like, you know? Like, they're, like, swinging as if they want to, like, clobber someone in the face.
1: I mean, Balls Mahoney used to swing a chair a chair like that. Is he dead? Yes, yes. <laughs> as is his tag team partner, actual Well, A chair swinging freaks.
0: Yeah. Plus, I think their, their, their attire is ridiculous. They look like fake canes.
1: They look really strange. Yeah. I, I don't even know what they look like. They look like, uh like Ren, like renaissance fair people
0: like if they were just doing this as their wyatt family characters i feel like it would be much better yeah i
1: have got a point on that too for later
0: on in the show okay uh women's title match charlotte defeats ruby riot um after the match oscar comes out to challenge charlotte at mania so we talked about this a little bit on previous episodes that you know they never really said oscar was a challenge alexa so this was something we thought may happen um, I thought it was a really good match, um, best I've seen out of Ruby Riot, um, and they really haven't had a long, you know, match for Charlotte in a while. I give it three and three quarters, Gurgles.
1: Yeah, um, I'll, I'll shock you here. Three and a half. To, um, I might even say three and three quarters. Ooh, yeah. really good match. Um, the my I have one one gripe with it. Ruby Riot's finisher is what the Riot Kick.
0: Yeah, it's really bad.
1: And they they killed her finisher early on in the match. Charlotte kicked out on one from it. Like out of nowhere early in the match, Cole barely called, or uh, Tom Phillips like missed the call of it. He was like, I think that was the riot kick.
0: Yeah. Okay. It was Let's bad. Just, like, it's not a good finisher. They should find someone else
1: for her. Yeah, I think she's athletic enough that she could come up with something a little bit better than that. Um you know maybe if longevity and having a long career is part of her interest then she doesn't want to do, you know, tope con suicidas every uh every single match or something but yeah. I thought this was pretty good. You know, I agree with you. I haven't seen a longer match from Charlotte in a while. I I still think Charlotte's a robot. Um I don't think she has great charisma. I don't think that she she doesn't engender any support for me as a babyface. I don't yeah, I don't heel. think she's a
0: great babyface. I think she's a much better heel.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, but Ruby seemed good. I mean, she she didn't look out of place, and I mean, in a you know championship feud. Yeah, really
0: I, I'm honestly I'm not very high on Ruby, but I thought she did really well here.
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh, the outside interference stuff was pretty, you know, expected. Uh, just get get him in there, get him out of there type deal. It was fine.
0: Yeah. Uh. Then lastly, we had the six pack challenge for WWE title. Uh, AJ Styles retains against Ziggler, Corbin, Owen, Cena, Zayn. Um, two near wins for Zayn and Owens both were Shane, um, either broke the pin up or, or pulled the ref out, which is a storyline we'll, we'll talk about later. Um, I like this one. I give it four and a quarter gurgles. Five gurgles. Whoa.
1: This was one of the most entertaining matches I've seen in a long time. This was the fact that six guys were able to be this synchronized and put this kind of a match together is friggin' shocking to me. I... I when you think about six guys all moving in different directions, you know, I grant you that there's a lot of laying around outside of the ring and guys just waiting for their cue to hit the ring for the next spot. Some of the shit that, I mean, everybody except for me, everybody except for Dolph Ziggler came out of this match looking really, either really good to great.
0: That sounds about right.
1: Go ahead. What would you say?
0: I said, that sounds about right. That Ziggler's still not.
1: (laughs) Ziggler was kind of just there. I mean, he hit that fucking great, launched DDT onto Cena mm-hmm. at one point. So that was his high spot. But uh, Baron Corbin hit that fucking ridiculous deep six where he spun, I think it was AJ, around like seven times. Great spot. I mean, the, the Cena stuff at the very beginning was really good with the the string of AAs. And I mean, other...
0: it seemed a little ridiculous. They could just hit his finisher on people without any damage to them. but
1: They, they would all roll off. And then they all came back up once they had a, a minute to to recover.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I feel like they should have countered it. I mean, they had full energy.
1: It's fucking wrestling.
0: All right. Well, I'm just saying I didn't like that part. Uh,
1: I liked the – there was a story told to get everybody out of the way so that you could focus on the AJ and Kevin stuff. Yeah. Excuse me, the Sammy and Kevin stuff with uh, with Shane. There was a story told how AJ was able to sneak back up and not be expected. I mean, I, I just really liked the match all in all.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit later. I feel like it's hard to sympathize with Shane at this point. <laughs> it is it is hard to sympathize. With it's you. confusing, and I, I still, I mean, I, they're still playing it like Shane's the face and Zayn Owens are the baggage that they really, you know, nailed on SmackDown. But here he just blatantly cost two people the championship.
1: Well, dude, it's it's storytelling since fucking last summer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get, I feel like the Owens is more justified that he hates Kevin Owens, but right, I don't know.
1: I mean, Owens tried put it this way, Owens tried to kill him or. He tried to kill Owens in Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And Sammy saved Owens, right? Yeah. So there's his heat with Sammy. Like, he was going to take care of Owens. I, I think it's fine to sort of give Shane shades of gray in terms of being a heel because, you know, uh, maybe someday they want to turn Kevin Owens babyface, which I think would be kind of dumb to let him go full white meat babyface. But I, I, he's the one who's going to be in the company wrestling for, you know. However, X many more years. Yeah. Sheen is what he is at this point of his career.
0: I think another year or two with uh, Owens as a heel. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him as a face, you know, not right away, but down the line.
1: Whenever the Young Bucks are finally into WWE, they can do the Mount Rushmore deal with with uh, Owens, Adam Cole, and the Bucks. That'll be fine. Yeah. And they can all wear their Young Bucks Rockers inspired gear. Too sweet. Of course, the rockers-inspired gear was rock and roll express gear. But who wants to get into that? I'm not Jim Cornette. It's
0: a lot of layers here.
1: Whoa, a lot of layers. A lot of, it's like peeling back an onion.
0: <laughs> <The> <laughs> like fur- tra-
1: like in Shrek. The, the further you get inside, the more it stinks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, we uh let's let's put a bow on uh, fast lane, and uh before we get into kind of the the main storylines going on, I heard uh, Nigel had a. Uh, An an interesting week.
1: Heck of a week, mate. I'm having some serious issues. As you remember, the last two weeks I've talked about my mysterious issues I've been having lately, where I've been abducted and beat up by women. (laughs) Now, I can't put my finger on why why this is happening, but something even more curious happened this week. (laughs) Go ahead. May I continue? You may. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I'm sitting backstage at Raw, minding my own business. Uh, when I see this sprite, Alexa Bliss and her beautiful counterpart, Mickey James, walk by, and they're they're talking and chatting with each other. And then that that dim-witted Charlie Caruso walks in, starts <laughs> interviewing them. Then they all sort of disappear. And then there's. Mountain of a woman, Naya Jax, comes in the room and she starts flinging around suitcases.
0: Nigel, is she like most girls?
1: She's certainly not. (laughs) (laughs) She has a pretty face. She does. A very pretty face, mate. I uh, have some thoughts to offer on the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Naya throws a suitcase and it hits me in the head. Okay? Now, this is a problem. been knocked unconscious quite a few times in the last few weeks.
0: Nigel, how many concussions do you think you've had in your career?
1: I can't even count count to start them. My, oh, no, my CTE is cropping up again. <laughs> no. Hepatitis and CTE. I can't even reveal my problems correctly. <laughs> I sometimes forget to tell my sexual partners that they're putting themselves at risk.
0: That's <laughs> well, not good you got to give them the heads up.
1: I know. It's the only fair way to live. But, you know, you get in bed with, with old noise. It's like playing Russian roulette with your own future. <laughs> so I get hit in the head with the, with the suitcase. I'm passed out for a couple of hours. I'm taken to a medical facility instead of a hospital where I could have gotten real treatment. And I wake up. And now every time someone in my presence speaks, Peter, do you know what it happens? Uh no, I don't know. I see the text. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm living in a selfie promo from Raw. Oh
0: man.
1: It's horrible.
0: Is I it uh what kind thing. of font is it? Is it like the giant font or is it just regular your regular Oh, no,
1: mate, it depends on the person I'm talking to. If I'm at Starbucks, for example, it's green writing. <laughs> if I go to Chipotle, it's almost, you know, it's inspired by their red logo.
0: What about when you're doing a 205 Live commentary?
1: Well, all of a sudden, this little ninja man starts dancing across the screen every time <laughs> he t- every time I hear anybody talk. Jack Gallagher talks, everything comes up in old english font like someone's shitty tattoo they got at virginia beach
0: <laughs> At datum it's a
1: it's a major problem for me mate
0: that that sounds really unpleasant have you gone to the doctor for this
1: well i i saw an optometrist and he he notified me that because i'm an independent contractor that that i actually don't have any health or medical benefits
0: they give you z pak
1: maybe Yeah, well, they tried to offer me one when I was backstage at Raw, but I said, I know how that turned out for me, man, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Take that stuff away from me.
0: Nigel, what do you think about Phil getting back in the octagon?
1: I think it's a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think he should really be working at that all-in indie show in Chicago in September.
0: Yeah, when's the UFC show, do you know?
1: It's in June in Chicago. Yeah. He's going to get a hero's welcome from the crowd and then lose again in 90 seconds. (laughs) Anyways, back to your old pal Noich. So I I called my boss and I said, do you have any pull with anyone who runs small businesses? (laughs) Like maybe a small business administrator for the whole country or something. I said, we have to talk about health benefits. Maybe we should talk about organizing the labor, spelled L-A-B-O-U-R.
0: As it should be spelled.
1: Right, organized labor, and you know what my boss did? What? He pulled his pants down, told me to kiss his ass if I wanted to keep me job.
0: <laughs> do you th- do you think we'll ever you get know, the Kiss My Ass Club back on WETV? Do you th- what if what if the whole storyline with Roman is to, make, is to try and make Roman kiss his ass?
1: Well, I have to tell you, when my my boss told me to kiss his ass. <laughs> A poop emoji showed up at the end. <laughs> because all I see are fonts and emojis now. Like I said, it's a problem. I'm going to take another week off from working and, you know, hope things turn around.
0: All right. Well, Nigel, I hope you get better.
1: I'll do my best. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag out here because I put the closed captioning on on my TV watching <laughs> the basketball. And I, I think I'm, my brain is
0: about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to uh, just the main TV storylines of the week. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of go through each um, match storyline for Mania and kind of what happened this week. It's going back and forth between Raw and SmackDown, so it's going to be very confusing.
1: That's all right. We can handle it. We're
0: all right. Adults. We'll We're start drunk. with the, the Owens and Zayn thing. Um, so Shane uh, on SmackDown says he's going to take a leave of absence here. Uh, he booked Zane against Owens at Mania. Um, I don't know if this will be the eventual match. I'm assuming Shane will get involved somehow. But anyway, later on, uh, Zayn and Owens beat him senseless. Um, Backstage, uh, Owens gives him a powerbomb onto some sort of structure, and Shane makes these weird gurgling noises.
1: (laughs) If you've ever seen, so there's a viral video uh, from years ago of a lady stomping grapes. Yeah, and then she, and then she falls down. She just starts going like, oh, 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 oh. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't, breathe I
0: can't breathe. Did you listen I, to the Mask Man show this week? I did not. They made this exact thing, and they played both audios.
1: That's terrible. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. It's fine. Oh god, that's terrible. I never want to be associated with that hipster doofus.
0: What? Well, I thought um, you were a shoemaker guy. Not anymore. Oh come on.
1: He's an uh, he's a WWE apologist. Everything's great, everything's cool. It's
0: fine, come on.
1: Anyways, um, yeah, I'm digging this angle. I don't know if there's going to eventually be some sort of tie-in with why, why Shane was backstage at Raw, sitting next to Vince from the opening segment. You know, is it, a pipe dream is Shane and Vince against Owens and Zane, because you have the, the Vince... Taking a fucking headbutt from Kevin Owens last fall. I
0: mean, he's very elderly. I, feel, I don't want to see Vince McMahon. I don't
1: want to see it either. I think the ultimate. I think they somehow get some heat back between Sammy and uh, and Kevin, and you get a three way match with Daniel Bryan as the referee.
0: Do you think there's any chance Daniel Bryan's on chain team against East two?
1: No, I do not. Okay. He has less of a brain than Old Nige, okay? Oh, no. We just have to accept it.
0: Uh, if you're listening to Daniel Bryan, I apologize.
1: Maybe if all the keyboard warriors tweet at, you know, Snickers, and they tell them that Daniel Bryan's brain is in perfectly good condition, we can pressure WWE into making another change.
0: We're, that's actually the next topic.
1: Put a man's life on the line, because all the the millennials who get anything they want in life... Can just you know tweet a sponsor and have something completely changed.
0: So my next topic is fabulous moolah battle royal. However, since I've typed this, it has now been removed as a fabulous moolah event. So it's just I think it's just the WrestleMania battle royal. I don't know if they'll rename it. They'll um, go with divas. Do you have some some stats on fabulous moolah on why this may have been removed?
1: So the story with fabulous moolah is that she is a product of a bygone era where. There were territories all across the country where wrestlers would go in, would essentially be contracted into work for various amounts of time. And the fabulous Mola was a diva wrestling trainer, and she took. It was almost like that. Who was the fat guy who managed Backstreet Boys and In Sync? I have no idea. So there was a guy who managed those, like a bunch of boy bands, and he would sign them as young, you know, as young boys, essentially, <laughs> and he would. Uh, produce a couple of their first album for them per se, and get them one music video made. But he was due like 70% of every dollar they made the rest of their yeah. career. So it's kind of the same deal. So Fabulous Mul had these sort of questionable business arrangements where she would train these women. Then she would be sort of the trainer. She would agent them out to various territories.
0: By agent them she, out, you mean pimp them out.
1: I mean, so you use the word pimp and everything takes on a different connotation.
0: Well, that's what, that's what I heard as well though.
1: Right so you heard from a guy who heard from a guy who heard from a guy whether it's agenting or pimping she was taking a heavy percentage of their their income and there are allegations that she knew of sexual mistreatment when some of these lady wrestlers would go to various territories and she did very little to protect those women from that situation. Yes. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, what I think heard? that's fair. So I mean, I get why people are pissed. It happened 30, 40 years ago. Um, I think that you can argue that Fabulous Moolah had some positive effect on the history of women's wrestling. She also had a negative effect on certain people in that that situation. Um, So it sort of is what it is. I mean, people got pissed. They tweeted Snickers one too many times, and Snickers put the heat on WWE to change the name.
0: So, I th- yeah, I mean, I think from an in-ring standpoint, you can't really make a case against Mula here. But It's the out-of-the-ring stuff. But, again, I just – why don't they think of these things ahead of time? Like, the, war- the warrior thing is still absurd to me that they have, the like, a award for worse. courage from, like, a bigoted, terrible human being.
1: Right. They have – the warrior award is worse.
0: The war- I agree.
1: The warrior award is given to people who have done legitimate good in their lives – And it's based on a man who said he was glad Davy Boy Smith died. It's based on a man who said, what was his line? Queer and don't make the world work. He,
0: He said something really bad about Heath Ledger when he died. He said something really shitty about Heenan when he had cancer, like how much he deserved it. Like just a trash human being.
1: Correct. Now, I'm not saying that by the end of the Ultimate Warrior's life, he hadn't, you know, Reform some of these views and and come back to the middle a little bit. Yeah. Come back to, to the center. This is a guy who obviously abused steroids, so maybe his brain wasn't in the right place at all times. Yeah. That doesn't forgive being a horrible human being. But Yeah,
0: I mean, I'd be like the Hall of Fame is one, but I feel like making an award, like a, cha- it's essentially a charity award. Like, right.
1: and his wife is like the best person alive, for the record. Yeah. All she does is special Olympics stuff. Yeah. She's like, uh, She's like the Southwest I, – I read this. She's like the coordinator for the Southwest United States Special Olympics or something mm-hmm. like that. And she's big into like Make-A-Wish stuff. So she's a good human being. The award goes to a good human being every year, like somebody who's gone through some shit. Yeah. For you know, Grand last year, the Kid Jarius this year. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. Like, again, good-hearted, good intention by WWE to put the spotlight on somebody who deserves some recognition – they just don't think about this stuff, and it's all – you know, Vince lives in a fucking cocoon. Yeah. This is a guy whose who's favorite football player was – Wahoo? You know, Wahoo McDaniel or Ernie Ladd. Oh my God. Like this is a guy who thinks that he's going to start his own football league that's going to cater to like the people who didn't watch the NFL because five guys took a knee last year. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Like, he lives in a fucking vacuum. He doesn't know that this kind of stuff pisses people off because he's probably surrounded in his day-to-day life by yes-men. And, like, true. You, could tell, you could tell fucking, like, Stephanie gets it. I mean, you think Triple H doesn't understand that that shit's wrong? Like, they get it, but they're not going to say no to the guy who either is their dad or gave them their whole fucking career. Yeah,
0: I mean, I could see Stephanie more so since, you know, he's not going to fire his daughter. Right, right. But... Anyway, um, so we played
1: a fun I, game based on this.
0: So top five worst women superstars to have the battle royal named after. So I'll do my five, and you can do your five.
1: No, you we, have, did in, we did this in advance of even knowing that that uh, <laughs> that it was ultimately going to be changed. So I'm going to change one of my names here, but you could you may go first.
0: All right, um, Katie Lee Burchill was my first. Not so much for the the work rate or anything. But her whole gimmick was that she was having an incestuous relationship with her brother. I guess they were a little ahead of the curve on the Game of Thrones Lannister thing, but...
1: They were, yeah. Still, uh... Do you you want to volley these back and forth? You do one. I do one? Sure. Go ahead. All right. Um, So if you have Katie Lee Burchill, I would go with Katie Vick, who was, (laughs) uh... I believe uh, she was Kane's girlfriend, who died in a car crash, and then Triple H uh, simulated having intercourse with her her corpse at her funeral
0: this is true it was not, it was taken very seriously not even like as a joke thing
1: right no all a shoot. that'll work
0: yeah um i have sunny not so much for injuring things but a lot of trouble outside the ring i won't get into all of it but a lot of legal issues which are still seemingly happening like every six months
1: yeah no she's just quality human being yeah um my next one, I went with, I mean, if we're going to name it the Memorial uh, Battle Royal, and so it has to be in honor of someone who's passed away, mm-hmm. I would go with, and I will submit this without comment, uh, woman, or also known as Nancy Sullivan.
0: All right, we pre- we pre- let's not talk about that one. <laughs> uh, my next one is Eva Marie, who was maybe one of the worst workers to ever be in WWE. Um, she was popped for some sort of illegal substance. And then let go.
1: Yeah, I think she took, like, one too many fat burner pills or something.
0: Yeah. She She's not good.
1: Not great. Um, next, I would go with uh, James Ellsworth.
0: First Women's Money in the Bank winner.
1: Who won the Women's Money in the Bank match last year?
0: I was so angry.
1: You got fucking hot over that one,
0: Tom. I did get hot over that. God damn, God damn pal. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with
1: Cameron from
0: the Funkadactyls. Famously uh, announced... Uh, Alicia Fox versus Molina was her all time favorite match, which Stone Cold did not appreciate on Tough Enough. He
1: was not a huge fan of that at no. all. Um, keeping my theme, I'll go with uh, Santino Morella. Santina. Santina. <laughs> did he at one point lose the either Intercontinental or U.S. Championship to Beth Phoenix?
0: Him and Beth were in a match where they were defending like both titles. Like There was some weird thing where I think he lost the IC title. In a tag match with Beth, he was tag team partner with Beth Phoenix. I don't know, he lost it to
1: somehow he lost the, the belt to Beth Phoenix. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with Santina.
0: All right, um, I'm going to go with Kelly Kelly, who is the epitome of the model turned wrestler who never really learned how to wrestle. Uh,
1: she, she probably looked better at the Royal Rumble than she did in her WWE run.
0: I mean, she had better workers around her than she did back then. To that's be fair,
1: that's a good point. You're only as good as your competition. Yeah. Uh, my final one. Uh, will be the uh, the creator of the women's revolution? One Stephanie McMahon.
0: Oh, you changed it from.
1: I originally had someone named Piggy James in there. Yeah, which would you know ep- epitomize the late two thousand first decade of the two thousands. Uh, just treatment of women on screen. Yeah, <laughs> when Michelle McCool and uh, Layla L would constantly berate her for her weight and refer to her as piggy james
0: the um what was their uh Lay cool
1: Lay cool yeah yeah, they were
0: yeah stephanie champions. would be pretty i'm i thought they may do it after her. or linda linda uh, uh,
1: they don't want to get political
0: yeah uh all right so other thing here Carmel officially puts her name in for the um whatever it's called battle royal. she beats naomi in a singles match mentions cashing in at mania So they're going to play this up a little bit. I don't see, just based on who's in these matches, where this would fit in maybe with Raw, but I can't imagine Asuka's streak losing because of Carmella.
1: Yeah, no, I can't imagine. I don't even think this gets cashed in on Raw. I think uh, Carmella gets switched over in a superstar shakeup to the Raw brand, and either if Alexa retains somehow, um, which I presume at this point Alexa's going with Nia at Mania, yeah, If Alexa retains, I, I, I could see them doing a Carmella cash-in on Alexa, you know, quick belt switch, and then the next the next pay-per-view, Nia takes it from her or something like that.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: that that's I can't long-term imagine long-term her, long-term.
0: her cashing in successfully on Charlotte or Asuka.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So the, you got to get her to the other
0: brand. And she's the first one. I don't think it's a good ha- thing to have her lose. Right. So... All right, um, next angle here. Angle and Rousey against Triple H and Stephanie. Rhonda will be on every Raw until Mania. She was not on Raw. They did not have any segment here. They just had a video package.
1: Yeah, so this was a case. I was listening to a podcast this week, um, and the, the host reported that this was a case of the WWE.com web team like having an article ready to run that they thought was confirmed, and they ran the article without getting it cleared by like the creative or whatever the traffic department who actually books the talent in each week and then like every other department at wwe saw it on dot com like the social media team saw it the advertising team saw it and it just like it's like a fire it was like a fucking computer virus like it got in one and it just kept going throughout the company
0: yeah not great
1: yeah i I mean it's fine i don't think i think it would have been almost a mistake to have on on every week i think that she sort of She's progressed well uh, yeah. since uh, elimination chamber and promos have gotten a little better I think she's in a I think she's in a good spot right now I would have preferred to have held off on the physicality with Steph a little bit longer but if she's off TV for a week and then you know you have another face to face next week and then take a week off and then a final
0: Face to face the week before Mania, that's all good. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of stuff going on right now. I don't think it's the end of the world to have a break here. I agree. Um, yeah. Two hundred five title match. I didn't see this this week, um, but Cedric. Not uh, one, he's going to face uh, the winner of Gulak and uh, Mustafa Ali. So Cedric officially in a two hundred five uh, title match at Mania, which is great. I think it's going to be in the pre-show. Um, I mean, if it, I I would put Cedric against Ali, I think they would tear it up um, in the ring. Not terribly charismatic. <laughs> Um, performers, but from a, from a work standpoint, I think it'd be a great match.
1: I agree with you. I hope it, I almost hope it gets on the main show and they put, you know, rude Orton and and Jinder on the pre-show or something like that. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I think, I think it goes a long way to legitimize the title a bit if it's on the main show. I mean, we're going to talk about kind of main event things later and how you can kind of legitimize certain people more so, but
1: I, I mean, two or five live Renaissance has been something else. I, I've I missed last week's and this week's, but I'm going to watch them this weekend. Um, I heard that this match is great, so I'm looking forward to seeing it.
0: Yeah, I'll probably watch it this weekend as well. Um, raw tag team scene. They had a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the tag titles to face the Bar at Mania. Uh, Braun Strowman, a surprise entrant here, he wins by himself um, against you know five or so raw tag teams. Um, so I guess the question is, does Strowman go alone? Does he have a partner? And if so, who is it?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I am I think I floated this idea last week, if I'm not wrong, Peter. Uh, but I, I like the idea of Elias as his tag team partner. Um, I also don't hate the idea of him being solo. Uh, I think that's, you know, it kind of kills the bar if if Braun beats them by himself. But you switch them over to SmackDown. The night after WrestleMania, and
0: that's fine. Who cares? Yeah, I, I'm kind of against him winning solo just because he beat the entire tag division except for the champs this week. If he beats the champs by himself, I just feel like, where do you go from there? And if you do have a tag partner, then you at least have an out for him to lose the titles eventually.
1: Yep, I agree. So um, I,
0: I, I, don't know. I, think, I think Elias is a good idea. You can kind of te- see what he would get. He's getting cheers, Elias. I mean, you can kind of see if you're giving him a babyface run here.
1: Exactly, and you can go. Be- this feud, for as is, is kind of bullshitty as it's been, mm-hmm. and a lot of gimmick matches on TV, and a lot of, you know, th- there's not a lot of. Um, this isn't going to be a five star in the ring classic between these two. Mm-hmm. Like for as great as Elias is, and as charismatic as he is, charismatic as he is, he's not, you know, fucking. Uh, he's not Roderick Strong in that twenty by twenty squared circle.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, he's, he's a solid a, worker. He's not bad, but...
1: He's you know. solid, but he's not great. So yeah. the the idea of putting them together, you know, you can have Angle. You can have the bar go to Angle next week and say, Braun's not eligible. He doesn't have a tag team partner. He shouldn't be in this at all. Angle says, you know what? I've got a perfect tag team partner for him. Make it Elias. Yeah. They have to go together. They begrudgingly win. And you could go back to this feud, and it would still be entertaining. Yeah, you could
0: them break it. up and go right back to it. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, and you're not going to take any heat off or any steam off of... Uh, Braun, if Elias is the reason that they lose the belts down the road.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what else to do with Braun this week because I feel like any feud he's just going to win every feud essentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing left to do is to get him to the top of the, really get him to the top of the card and get him a a title run.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing like a Finn or a Rollins get like a win over him just to kind of, you know, bump those guys up to the next level. I think that would do a lot for either of those guys.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I think that it's sort of smart to keep those kind of like really like work great guys like separate from yeah. from the attraction
0: like yeah. this. Um, all right, SmackDown tag titles. Usos. You know, we don't know who they're going to face yet, but on SmackDown we had one of the Usos and uh, I don't know why I put Woods it was Big Biggie. Oh no, sorry. On one Uso, Woods and Kofi all on the shelf. So Biggie and the other Uso faced the Bludgeon Brothers. Lost, uh, beaten down more. Post match, trying to use these hammers again. It's looking like it's going to be a triple threat. Maybe they threw another team in here, um, like uh Rusev Day or something. But it looks like we're getting a multi man match for SmackDown. Which eh. there's
1: a lot of fucking. Tri- we're putting a lot of trios matches on this card. It
0: seems like every match is a multi person match. Like I would much rather just see the Usos and the New Day in like a blow off match, like for and one of them, like the loser went to the other brand or something. Yeah, but
1: I mean, I'm I'm okay with this. I'm kind of secretly looking forward to it because I think that whenever you have a multi-tag team, match, like the fucking ladder match last year was great.
0: Yeah. I think if they, if they make it a TLC or something like that, it'll definitely be more interesting. Right. Yeah.
1: So it should be good, man. I, I'm, I'm not really, I can't tell you a single feud I'm really down on going into WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. Uh, SmackDown women's title. Charlotte is facing Asuka now. They both had promos on SmackDown. Asuka I thought was a little better here um, than she had been. Again, I think Charlotte's a little miscast as a baby. I don't know who would be a here. I mean, I, they're both kind of... I don't know, but...
1: Yeah, so here's... Um, we can sort of loop AJ and Shinsuke into the same conversation, if you don't mind. Sure. You know, the, the top of the, the two main titles on SmackDown, the top men's title and the top women's title, are both in sort of like face-versus-face feuds. Mm-hmm. And there's one american champion and there's a japanese challenger in Mm -hmm. both feuds and the japanese challenger comes out and tries to cut a promo and and they're fine you can tell that they're trying but it's they both get hit with the what chant during it which is annoying and it gets booed out by some people but it's still there you know
0: and i feel like styles and charlotte are okay promos they're not great
1: Right, they're not enough to carry a feud like this where they can just, you know, if they were heels and they could just talk down the other person and demean them, and yeah, that would be another thing. But the, this are supposed to be like respect angles, and I don't know. It almost seems like SmackDown hit their hit their mark a week or two too early because I don't know what else you. I mean, I guess you're gonna have an AJ and Nakamura versus Rusev Day match at some point. Mm-hmm. That's the, that you'll do that one week, and then you'll have a contract signing another week, and I don't know. There's three weeks of TV left before WrestleMania. So yeah,
0: there's a lot. I feel like you gotta put some matches together and just let them do it in the ring rather than on the mic. So
1: th- these two angles are almost identical to each other.
0: Yeah, very similar. And, and it's
1: kind of like
0: yeah, they both won the rumbles too.
1: They both won their rumbles. Uh, you know, at least Asuka changed brands. She she switched over to the other brand. But you you know, three or four weeks out from Mania, they're, they're basically running the same angle with the top men and the top women from mm-hmm. SmackDown and. You know, hopefully the matches will be good. I assume they'll be good.
0: I can't imagine but. they wouldn't be. I mean, I think these are going to be two of the better matches on the whole card.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's fine. Like, it's fine. I'm not I'm not complaining about it, but I'm just sort of curious as to if they can differentiate the two feuds in the next few weeks. Because this week was fucking identical. There was the same promo from Charlotte was in the ring talking about respect for Asuka. AJ was in the ring talking about respect for Nakamura. And then they, the the Japanese challenger came out tried to cut a promo, kind of got over with it. And, and that was it,
0: you yeah. know? Well, just curious. Yeah. All right. So well, that'll cover us kind of for the styles and Nakamura thing there. Um, AJ beat yep. Rusev, uh, via DQ in their match, but nothing really to say about that. Um, all right. Raw women's title. Um, it seems like a couple, a few things going on here. I think we're either getting Alexa versus Naya or a four away with Alexa, Naya, Bailey, Sasha. So two things here, Sasha beats Sonia. Um, Bailey's by her side all mopey the whole time, leaves post-match and lets Sasha get beat up. I put Bailey dicked Arnold and I thought I was funny. Um, Alexa was talking shit um, to Asuka. Asuka beat Mickey, uh, Nia beat a Jabber, and then post-match a camera catches Alexa and Mickey talking shit about Nia, who cries, snaps, throws things, and hits Nigel with a suitcase. She
1: fucking KO'd our pal Nigel.
0: So those are kind of the two main Raw women's storylines going on right now. Um, it's to be seen if we get Bailey and Sasha as a separate match. It seems like Alexa versus Alexa Knight in a match, maybe with more people, is pretty much a given. I think Alexa Knight
1: is a match, and I, I think that I'm not saying this to be to be glib or to be my usual asshole self. I don't know if there's room on the card for for Sasha and Bailey. Is it a, sort of for a non-title? type of match. I, what I could picture is those two being the last two in the ladies Royal rumble mm-hmm. and somehow building up a, a, match at what's next backlash usually.
0: Uh, probably something like that, but backlash. I don't know the pay-per-views are all up uh, they're changing them. So I don't know.
1: Maybe they'll wrestle at the greatest Royal rumble in Saudi Arabia. I think they're going to have
0: a money in the money in the banks coming up too, both yeah. women's and men's. Yeah. Well,
1: so I guess my point is I don't know if there's enough room on the card to have Sasha and Bailey without a title on the line in a match. So I, I'm I'm going to guess that those two end up in the battle royal and their angle sort of takes off from there.
0: Yeah, I, I think if they don't turn uh, – well, what should be Sasha. If they turn Bailey, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Well, but,
1: I mean, who cares at this point? She hasn't really gotten fucking over.
0: I just feel like it's stupid. Sasha's a way better fit heel and, and she's a way better fit. Like, come on.
1: Of course she is, but I'm, I'm just – yeah. Sometimes the the maybe they need Vince Russo back. Maybe. Got to swerve it, bro. <laughs> uh
0: let's see what else we have. Orton against Rude is made for US title match at Mania, I think. Uh but Jinder's still really heavily involved here. I assume he gets in on this. Maybe you have, you know, maybe this expands out past three guys, but um you know, RK on gen, RK on gender, gender beat rude. I don't know. I'm not that excited about this. I mean,
1: gender's got a claim here, right? He's beaten Orton and and he's beaten rude in the last two weeks. Yeah. So I I, I think he's got a claim to be in the match, which is fine.
0: Yeah. Well, we don't meant that. Whatever. Um, Cena comes a, out.
1: Pete, I got a quick update for you. Breaking news. Yeah. We have a new Avengers trailer. It appears. Uh coming tomorrow night
0: during the NCAAs. Ooh, should be good.
1: Uh, I'm seeing a teaser for it right now.
0: Ah, Arizona's losing at the half. Yes, I
1: know. I am aware. Oh, Pro- problematic.
0: Um, all right, uh, let's keep it going. Cena comes out, gets a promo. has to think, oh, I don't have a match. I don't have a way to wrestle So I'm going to buy a ticket. I'm going to be a fan. He drinks a guy's beer. Um, but then, oh, goes into business for himself, calls out Undertaker, shoots on him being an egomaniac, talks about Michelle McCool Instagrams. They love going into shoot stuff this time of the year. Um, so they it seems them. like Cena Taker is, is definitely going to happen.
1: It seems like Cena – all right. So two points I want to make about this. One is that half of Cena's promo – the real part of Cena's promo where he got intense and he was talking about how the Undertaker is sitting home moping with nothing to do and he's just being, being sad for himself. Do you remember – you didn't – did you watch um, – was it talking No, it was raw talk after Elimination Chamber.
0: No, but I heard that that uh, Orton <laughs> called Rosenberg Paul Rosenberg.
1: No, this was this was after sort of Elimination Chamber, not okay. after uh, Fastlane. So after C- Cena goes on there, and Renee almost made him cry, jeez, <laughs> because he was so sad about not having a road to WrestleMania, which is in direct contrast to this fucking promo. Where he's like, "When I lose, I pull myself up."
0: Yeah, it seems odd, and they like. Him saying, like, oh, he wouldn't be the WrestleMania card. Roman saying, like, Brock is Vince's boy. It's like it's a little much.
1: It's a little tongue-in-cheek, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's fucking WrestleMania season. They get away with this shit.
0: How excited will you be if he comes out as American Badass?
1: So this is going to be my next point, is do we think that there's a possibility that the only reason Kid Rock is going into the Hall of Fame this year is so that he can play the song American Badass? Because the old, the Undertaker could come back and he could say, you know what, the dead man's retired and gone, but there's there's another side to me.
0: He did, like, put his, like, attire in the ring and just leave exactly. it there.
1: So he literally left the dead man in the ring, but maybe maybe the American badass is still around. <laughs> I
0: kind of want to
1: see it. <laughs> I'm going to, f- I hate this so much.
0: But think of how many minutes spared we're going to get for his entrance if he rides a motorcycle down rather than That's- his Undertaker. Entrance.
1: you know what dude silver linings de simone that's your new name
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're, you're chopping at least seven minutes off there i know which yeah. I'm uh, i would be sad if you didn't come out to Roland, though
1: what about what if it's a fred durst kid rock mashup
0: oh that'd be great
1: you get half Roland, half american badass
0: Roland badass
1: rollin badass
0: all right uh l- couple more things we'll talk about and then we'll kind of wrap this uh Miz, Rollins, Balor, they have a Miz TV here. Miz trying to start shit here between Rollins and Balor. They kind of see through it, but it still works to an extent. Uh, Finn and Rollins have a singles match. Finn wins, countering into a small package. So they're playing it up a little bit that Finn has Rollins' number uh, here. Um, yeah.
1: Nice to see them take a little bit of momentum away from, from Rollins, who'd been on a real hell of a run the last few weeks since the i mean he had a long run in the elimination chamber match he had that crazy run in the the gauntlet match that they did so it was nice to see rollins look a little vulnerable and not fucking the unbeatable superman for once
0: so, yeah plus i mean it's just a roll-up win it's not like I mean, you mean lose by yeah. his finish so it's, it doesn't take too but much it, away from him.
1: just knowing that somebody figured out how to counter his his uh, suplex into falcon arrow deal it, you know it gives you a little bit of intrigue to it um I like this feud. I mean, I know that this is probably, you know, really like a mid, mid-mania, probably piss break type of match when you look at the whole card overall, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be for me. I'm going to watch the whole thing. I'm looking yeah. forward to it.
0: Yeah, that's, I think that's a really, really good match. Uh, styles, not going we kind of talked about briefly. Um, we don't really have to go into that. And then lastly, Lesnar and Reigns. So, again, the, I feel like if you're a fan and you're going there expecting Lesnar, you probably are going to start being pissed off at this point. That they're advertising the guy, and they're just not – just from a storyline perspective, like, nah.
1: Yeah, I, know. I mean, do you have any any trust in them that, that Brock's going to be there in Dallas next week?
0: No. He oh, is. He's working oh, a house show at in, in MSG uh, tomorrow night.
1: Tomorrow night, right? Yeah. I mean, so the, the thing is, is that this is a pretty useful, like, for the TV viewer at home in me – I'm like, wow, this is pretty competitive. Like, this is a good TV angle. This is good. But I feel like
0: you're just kind of sticking it to the fucking fans, like, who show up.
1: I mean, let's be honest. Brock is on eight Raws a year. Yeah. So... You can't really – like, nobody's buying a ticket based on the assumption that Brock Lesnar is going to be there fucking yeah. 8, 12 weeks ago.
0: I think right at this point, if they continue this, you're running the risk of saying, here's our biggest match of the year. We're not even going to bother putting both guys on the show. Like, I just feel like it's kind of just – you can point to it as a Brock thing, but you're just, it's really the company who's just like, Meh. "That like That's your build is not putting the guys on TV. Like, how's that getting people excited?
1: Well, at some point, you turn it into – Roman's the voice of the fan, and Roman, and you're back at Mr. McMahon is the heel in this match, even if he's not a competitor. This is like the Austin feud, all uh, any Austin feud from from WrestleMania 14 on. Yeah,
0: they Whereas, already did this with Roman and Vince when Roman was facing Triple H.
1: Yeah, and Roman got cheered out of that when he fucking spe- Superman punched Vince off the off the ring, and yeah. got Vince arrested. Vince got when Vince got arrested at that Brooklyn Raw. They made a shirt. They made a shirt. Vince got the na 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 na.
0: Wait, I think I'm, I think I was at that wrong.
1: <laughs> I think you were too.
0: Yeah. I mean, look. Maybe they get Roman cheers that night. I just don't think it's a long term. Like, I don't know. I feel it's like even long, if even if he's cheered long, that night against Lesnar, the next night he's booed again.
1: Sure, I agree with you 100. percent But if it does anything to save them from a Goldberg versus Brock WrestleMania 20 moment, then I think it's a victory.
0: Yeah, but I still think they could have just had Lesnar just be the face. But
1: then, then maybe, you know what? Let me say something. If Brock doesn't re-sign and they turn Roman heel and align Heyman with Roman during the match, you oh. know what's going to happen? Roman's going to get fucking cheered because Heyman's cutting promos. For
0: well, him. this was kind of what happened the first time around because Lesnar was not going to, they didn't know if Lesnar was going to sign with them because it was like him and UFC and then he went on Center like two days before Mania and said he was re-signing.
1: My only point is that when when Roman turns heel, I don't think he's going to get booed any more than he is now.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just let's just put the bell on him so we can get Lesnar out of the title picture, and then we can move on from the the four year coronation of Roman Reigns. Yeah, let's just let's, let's just keep going.
1: Just tweet at Snickers <laughs> and tell them that you do not want Roman Reigns to be champion.
0: The funniest United thing I saw Nia. all week was that the Snickers was next to Shinsuke's name, so we should knock Snickers
1: out. <laughs> Somebody said if they put it next to Nia Jax's name, that's the most uh, inappropriate oh, thing. Oh, that's cruel. Me. Like, they're already, like, straddling the line of doing, like, a body-shaming angle, which, I, I mean, it's wrestling. I'm not going to yeah. moralize or judge them for anything. But if they ever accidentally had the Snickers deal next to Nia's name, it would be so uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Nia is going to get the last laugh. So I mean, it's fine if you want to use it. I don't. I feel like when they did the Piggy James thing, she never really got one over on them.
1: They were just so mean to her.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, so I have a thing here. Odds of closing Mania. Here's here's my five. You can give your five. Lesnar reigns forty percent to close the show. Cena taker twenty five percent, I think I'm guessing it maybe advertises somebody's a retirement thing here. But Styles not going to twenty percent. Charlotte Asuka ten percent. Triple H, Steph, Ronda, Angle five percent. Charlotte Asuka is interesting to me because if you take this exact scenario and put it on a male, you have someone who's never lost in NXT. Like put the title away just because they got injured, went to the main roster, won the rumble, still undefeated, going for the title. I think the the vocal, you know, the mic work from both of them hurts this a bit. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not ruling it out completely.
1: Eh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think this... But if you I,
0: think I, about... I mean, this can't, is can't, like their goal is to put like a women's match for, to main event WrestleMania. It's hard to think of a bigger, like, just undefeated person for three years now facing Charlotte, who's arguably the most dominant woman on the roster.
1: I, I get a bigger match to put at the end of WrestleMania.
0: Yeah.
1: Undefeated Asuka... As Raw, or as SmackDown champion versus Ronda the Beast Rousey at the 2019 WrestleMania.
0: Ooh, it's it's interesting to see how Rousey's. I mean, if Rousey's career really picks up, picks up, I could see her main eventing.
1: That's the thing is, if she she's got the crossover appeal that they want to have in the main event.
0: Yeah. Um. So, what would your percentages be, or just order of what you think is going to be?
1: Oh, I would go. I would probably say Reigns-Lesnar is the the, the leader of the clubhouse for me. Um, I would say Triple H, Steph, Ronda, and Angle is probably second for me. And I would put Cena-Taker third. Um, And then I would put Styles-Nakamura behind that.
0: Yeah. I mean, we talk about – I just think, like, to make somebody like, we were talking about making the 205 thing. I don't know. Putting Styles-Nakamura and there would be huge for both of them, especially for Nakamura. But I don't think they're going to do it. But like, what's the difference? to people already ordered the show? Like, what's the harm of putting them last?
1: Let me tell you something. They're getting my nine ninety nine every month until I die. Okay.
0: There's no, nothing. I don't. Dis- I don't disagree. But I'm saying, is anybody gonna be disappointed if the order is different? But I think it makes a big difference in terms of how these guys are looked at moving forward. Yep. So I don't know.
1: It makes a difference in the casual fan's eyes who reads, who goes on bleacher reporter or com or deadspin whatever website yeah and the day after wrestlemania they look at it they look at a story and they hear that the main event is you know john cena and the undertaker yeah or do they hear that the main event is some guy named aj styles who they heard of once and a japanese guy that they've never heard of like maybe they click on that article and they read about it and they get
0: interested yeah in
1: that, you know whatever
0: know. all right so just a couple things quick and then we'll close it just because we're running at 70 minutes now <laughs>
1: This is a heck of a Broadway.
0: Um, Kid Rock 2018 Hall of Fame. Favorite Kid Rock jam.
1: Um, I was talking about this with our friend Gutty Wolf the other day. <laughs> and I think – I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I owned the Bawit DeBoss CD.
0: Is that Devil With a Cause or something Devil like that? Devil a Cause. Yeah.
1: Or Devil With a Cause maybe. So I think without, it might be with, with, but yeah. Either way, uh, I definitely owned that CD and um, – I'm not ashamed to admit it because I was like 15 or 16 when it came out. And, you know, that's fine. Um, I, as far as a favorite song goes, you know, uh, I did get signed up once at karaoke to sing. Um, so my buddy and I used to do this thing on, on Christmas or Christmas Eve every year. where We would call it the karaoke challenge. And mm-hmm. you got to sign your opponent up for every song that yeah. they sang. And he in like a row I had to sing Zombie by the Cranberries and Picture by Kid Rock.
0: Did you have a, like a, a person to do it with? Because Picture's a duet.
1: No, I had to do both <laughs> correctly. Which proved challenging, but you know, yeah. it is what it is.
0: Oh, I I would probably go with Bob with the Bob. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was I mean I was pretty into
0: him when he came out. I mean it's just I don't know, it kinda got tired for me and then his political views are not my favorite.
1: Let's talk about his picture on his Hall of Fame promo. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's seventy years old. He looks, he looks horrible. Oh. The best way I heard it described was, he, he looks like Enzo Amore fucked Michael P.S.A.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's really bad. That's pretty good. Uh, and then we have the Ultimate Deletion next week. Uh, they've advertised pretty much everyone. They didn't put. Jeff Hardy on there. It's it seems like he'll be on it, though he does have a DWI he got hit for this week, but you know, you got Senor Benjamin, uh Queen Rebbe, King Maxwell, Lord Wolfgang, Skarsgard, Vanguard One. I'm looking forward to it. I mean we've the heard lake, mixed things on of, on how it came out. The Lake of
1: Reincarnation but. too. What? The Lake of Reincarnation.
0: <laughs> Someone said will Husky Harris come out of it.
1: <laughs> My question is, does Bray Wyatt call in all the old family members?
0: Are you talking about, like... I wonder if we get a Sister Abigail thing.
1: Well, maybe you get Sister Abigail. Maybe you get Harper and Rowan. Maybe you get Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Just asking. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I think it it should be interesting.
1: We have some... Let, let me just say that my expectations have been tempered based on some inside information that we may have received.
0: Yeah, but I mean, my my expecta- the way this whole bro- woke and math thing is played out—my expectations have been lowered anyway. But it should be fun.
1: I I can't imagine I'm going to be disappointed by it, even yeah. if it's dog shit. There's going to be something that comes out of it. There's going to be there's going to be gifable gifs or giffable gifs, no matter what.
0: I hate gifs, but yeah,
1: there should be a xylophone. I hope so. Again. Again, so I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but let's just say that we we have um, some information that leads me to temper my expectations about who took over creative control.
0: Where are they in? Uh, where are they in next week for RAW? Dallas. Eh, I don't know. Could be all right. Yeah. We'll all see. right. Um, you got anything for a rib this week or any of uh, this I actually, weekend?
1: I, I didn't. I didn't do a rib this week, but I have a podcast recommendation. Okay. So um, if anybody has ever listened to Colt Cabana's podcast, The Art of Wrestling, it's a a very good podcast. Colt usually interviews another wrestler every week. Um, But the last like uh, maybe eight to 12 weeks, he's been doing sort of like these like best of recaps. And his podcast this week was like, the theme was like wrestlers are real life wrestlers have real lives too or something like Mm -hmm. that. And it was uh, really old interviews from like, so he interviewed Kevin Owens, uh, from two thousand thirteen, Neville from two thousand thirteen, and Tommaso Ciampa from two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. And it's just like different things. Like Owens talks about how he's basically ready to quit wrestling. This is before he signed to NXT. Uh-huh. He's ready to quit wrestling and find a nine to five job. All he wants to do is take care of his wife and kid. Um kids. He talks to Neville about how he's scared to even try out for the WWE because he's afraid of failing at anything. And he fears that if he fails, they'll never, ever take another look at him. So he'd rather not go there ever wow. than, go there, than try and fail. That's
0: Neville or that's Cabana? That's Neville. Okay.
1: Um, so interesting how that turned out was him just fucking sitting in purgatory right now.
0: I heard he might come back Is a rumor.
1: Well. Let's hope so. Uh, and then last, I'm going to say that Tommaso Ciampa's part of this uh, was the most shocking fucking thing I've ever heard to find out that he attempted suicide. Oh, no. He sat in a parking lot and took a tube from his exhaust pipe and put it into his car. Oh, man. And he talked about how he was addicted to some mind-altering substances. after. So this was after he got released from OVW. Um, before he really started working like the the hot indies. like He had a really good Ring of Honor run at one point. Um, But he talks about how he got so depressed after losing his dream job that he uh, attempted suicide and only really didn't succeed at it. I don't know if the word is succeed. That seems insensitive, but he didn't get the job done. Uh, because a security guard happened to pass through the parking lot one final time and saw him slumped over in the seat of his car oh, wow. and called the cops. Crazy stuff. Really good podcast, though. Um, I thought it was interesting.
0: Cool, yeah. I'll have to check those out. So we went long tonight. <laughs> We're almost at 80 minutes.
1: We've been pretty good the last few weeks of keeping these short. Yeah.
0: Well, we got we got the N C A stuff the meeting it was, it was a
1: while. So powder next week, fair?
0: Yeah. Let's. We'll take a break next week. We'll be back on. Uh, sometime before Mania. Alright, so the
1: go home week of Mania, we'll do a Wrestlemania preview, and let's see if we can get enough NXT watched to do a takeover preview by the week before the go home week. How does that sound? Yeah, we can do that. Alright, so we owe the people a little bit of, uh, of NXT coverage, because we haven't done that in a
0: while. We the people.
1: Oh, poor old, did you know that Jack Swagger signed a, to to do mixed martial arts with Bellator?
0: No, I didn't know. The last time I saw him, he was in N.E.W., <laughs>
1: Yeah, how did he look?
0: Um, not great. It was oh, all right. Like
1: more like more of a worker than a shooter. Yeah, not good.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks. Um, good luck in your uh, brackets you got going here. Yeah. Um, I hope Arizona wins.
1: Let me say something. Stay safe out there, everyone. And I apologize for ending the podcast on a suicide story.
0: Yeah, it was. It was usually we get some lighthearted ribs.
1: I know. Usually, it's a story about somebody taking a shit in somebody else's toilet or something else. Yeah, Yeah,
0: much, much more. Well, next next time around, we'll have a nice uh, rib for you.
1: You got it, brother. All right, man. Thanks. Have a good one. Good
0: one.